I think uh, uh, Jelly Roll tweeted this like a couple weeks ago. He said something like, just because I didn't reply to your text doesn't automatically mean I'm an asshole. I'm just busy. (laughs) (laughs) It's official. For the first time ever, we have Hip Hop Hustle podcast merch. From hoodies to T-shirts to hats and even slides, go to the hiphophustlepodcast.com to get yours. Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man. You heard it here first. He's not playing. No, Aaron's not playing. No fucking game. Oh, don't threaten me with the guitar. You got your ear to the streets, man. Much love to all the people down under. And make sure y'all follow the Hip Hop Hustle Podcast, man, because they're giving y'all nothing but the real shit. But yeah, man, appreciate the intro, bro. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's kick it off. Shout out to the whole Hip Hop Hustle Podcast. What's up with it? Welcome to the Hip Hop Hustle podcast. I'm with a fantastic artist, awesome guest, the one and only C. Lance. Uh, For those of you who aren't 100% sure, he has been working with some phenomenal artists, making some amazing tracks. Uh, One of the the hot producers, two-time gold uh, producer as well. You've been working with Twister, Tech Nine, Conway the Machine, The Game, Jedi Mind Tricks, R.A. the Rugged Man, Whitney Payton, who I've had on the show. Literally, the list goes on and on. You've got tracks with Mercules that came out, Cigarette that just came out. You have uh, Bars of Death featuring Mercules and Twister as well. And then you had your your album last year, Undying Flame. So, man, it's, it's a pretty impressive resume. When I was looking at it, I was like, you're pretty much rubbing shoulders with hip-hop's best oh man appreciate it yeah it's been uh i'd say one of my um my like greatest achievements for me and and uh uh, personally is that i can work with so many artists i don't just i don't just have one sound like i don't just have the jedi mind tricks beat um like like how you mentioned cigarette for merc that's that's a totally different vibe than like a jedi mind tricks or a even a Whitney Payton or, um, you know, Conway. So I think one of the things that I pride myself in is that I can produce for so many different artists and like, and like people like they, they can say like, like one of the things that I love as a fan is like, I can say like, Oh, that's definitely a DJ premier beat. Like, you know, when you hear a a primo beat, you know, it's his. Yeah. You got the scratch, like the, the intro, yeah. like you just know, I, it, one of my favorite producers of all time, Primo. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think if you're a hip hop producer and he's not in your top five, then I mean, everyone has their own opinion, but I'm just saying like, he's, you know, he's one of the greats, but, uh, but like what I was saying is like, you know, a Primo beat when you hear it and it's like, I want people to to know a sealance beat but i also pride myself in in being like you know wait he produced that it doesn't sound like his stuff you know so i so i just like i try to just have different uh styles but also you know like one formula because like i have one formula of like making a beat but then i can do different styles right that's interesting i didn't expect you to say like it's the same formula just just different mm-hmm. it's just different sounds and combinations yeah. of sounds yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, every single morning when I sit down to make a beat, like, I'll have in my head, okay, I'm going to make this one for Merck, or I'm going to make this one for Vinny Paz, or Ari the Rugged Man. But everything starts the same. I start with a melody, 
then I go to the, the bass, then I go to the drums. So it's like, so like when I say same formula, it's like, it's the same, it's the same patterns for every beat. Just, you know, it'll be, you know, 85 BPMs per minute, or it'll be like 180, you know what I mean? So like, or it'll have a, or like cigarette that we just dropped, it'll be like a guitar melody, or I'll have like a boom bap sample. You know what I mean? So like, I have the same strategy for making a beat, but then they'll sound different um, at the end. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think that's the challenge with a producer is that uniquely it's not your voice. No. Everyone's voice is so – most most voices are pretty unique in the sense of if you listen to it enough, you can identify who it is. But obviously with beats, it's like not only do I have to pick up the instruments, but then I also have to pick up the layering of the instruments to identify – which producer, and then also to even check. Like, I feel like most people don't even check the producers unless it's no. such a good beat that they're like, hey, that sound was awesome. I want to go check that again. Yeah, well, and then also with, like, with like streaming platforms, like, I'm sure, like, fans are just listening to albums on their phone. So unless it says, like, like, like my album that dropped, unless, like, everyone knew that it was C-Lance, like, but like when a Mer- when like a Mercury's album drops, you know the fans have to go and like see who made the beat, like on on Spotify or Apple Music. Like it doesn't say, it doesn't say like Mini Pass produced by C Lance. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to just and then like that's why I st- I started putting that beat tag in the beginning of of the songs that I make. So then like because I I get messages all the time being like I've been a fan for years for years and never knew. You know what I mean? I used to get mad at that when like fans told me that. Cause I was like, what am I doing wrong? How do people not know it's me? You know? But you know, I also know that like, that like some producers like to be in the background, you know what I mean? Like in the beat, I mean, the beat is half the song, but like sometimes the producer does like to be in the background. Like, you know, they don't want to be like in the front and I get the rappers, like the focal point all the time, but um that always bothered me when fans are like i didn't know you made that beat i've been listening to it for years (laughs) (laughs) how did you react like what but like now you seem like fine with it because it's just yeah well it is what it is there's not much you can do about it yeah like there's not much you can do about it and like and, and then like i said streaming platforms which is what most fans use now they don't it, you know, like I said, like it doesn't say who the producer is, you know what I mean? Unless it's like someone, you know, massive, like, like DJ Premier, it'll say like featuring DJ Premier or something. But um, I used to get mad at it, but now it doesn't bother me because like, it's just like, you know, like I like uh, even yesterday I had that comment from someone being like, I had no idea that you produced for Chris Webby. That's the comment that I got. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, I've, I've known him since like, <laughs> since 2014. <laughs> it's also like, what, like I, it, there's no way for you to respond to be like, yeah, uh, I work with a lot of people you don't know I work with. Like, it's like, you, there's no way yeah. you can respond to that being like, other than like, yeah, man, like I've been working with him for, for a while. It's like, that's about it. That's like the last, the only thing you can say, glad you yeah. like it. Um, but it's weird when people feature, like I've seen Primo feature on tracks, but just because right. he features doesn't mean he produced it. That's the other no. thing is like yeah. I've seen him feature and he just throws in like 
the hook or the scratches in there and he, he does a little part like yeah. he did it on Eminem's album Music to be Murdered by I think on the B-side disc right. where he was featured but he didn't make that beat. He didn't he make just the came beat. It was like a trap end. beat, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah, came yeah. in the end and and yeah. did those scratches. So that's also confusing because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you have a producer who's featured, but they didn't make the beat on this, no. <laughs> and they didn't yeah. actually produce it. Yeah, it's confusing for fans for sure, especially like um, because that was like I remember when I first heard that song, and I was like, this is definitely not a DJ Premier beat. But then, like the and the scratches were like just at the end. If you remember the song. The scratches yeah. are just like the outro, so it's like, yeah, because it's crazy. M says sick. like, yeah, like Primo take this out or something. Like he references yeah, Primo, yeah. and yeah. then he just ends the song, and it's like, this is the strangest way to use, as <laughs> as we said, one of the the greatest producers of all time. I know. Like I'm always like, where's the Primo beat? Like, I, I knew Primo I was coming on the album. You can see it in the credits, and you're yeah. just like. Uh, what happened? Like, why? Yeah, I know, I know. It was probably used as like a selling tactic to get people to listen to it or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if they should list the producer always. Yeah, like I mean that would help. Yeah, I mean that would help me out a ton. (laughs) (laughs) You know, well, on um, uh, Merck does it now on like Spotify and Apple Music. Like, if you go. If you go listen to our new song "Cigarette," it says "Mercules" and "Sea Lance." So, yeah, I, I I appreciate artists that do that. I wish more artists did that, but they don't. Yeah, but I I don't understand why. That's the thing. It's like Man, people are happy I for mean, features to be on there, but I'll I'll say why I think I don't know if it's I don't know if it's true, but it's just rappers have huge egos. <laughs> they have huge egos and they and they just want the spotlight like i've i've even had rappers i'm not going to mention any names but i've even had rappers being like i don't want to put your name on like spotify and stuff like because it screws up their algorithms or something i have no idea but uh wow. that that possibly could be a reason why you never see producers on spotify because um i guess if you have like another primary artist or something it it can screw up algorithms on on spotify i don't think it's true but i just know that a lot of rappers do have egos and they want to be the only name that's there would does that make you not want to work with them again uh i mean yeah sometimes but but it's like you also get paid for the beat and then you get you know royalties and stuff so it's like it's not like you get nothing you know what i mean but uh there was only one artist that's ever said that to me <laughs> <laughs> but uh this was also years ago when I was coming up so that also could have been like you know they didn't they didn't really I guess I didn't really have a name at that point like now I don't have an issue with that people always want to put my name on their stuff you know so but yeah it is what it is but maybe that's what it is maybe it is like I don't want a risky name on there yeah yeah I want, like I want, up- yeah or, or an up or and like an up and comer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this was like in 2010. I remember the artist telling me that. Um, so, I mean, it's not like that now, but I can see a lot of people. It it stinks the way that like streaming platforms are though, because like like even when I listen to a new album as a as a producer, I wanna I wanna see the producer right away. Like I wanna know, oh man, who made this beat? 
And like Spotify doesn't have that info at all. Yeah. And when I go under the artist's name, a lot of the time, half the tracks aren't even there. Yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like I've interviewed producers and I'm like, your Spotify has none of the tracks you've produced. It's just beats that you've made and you've got like this beat disc. And it's like, that's good. But yeah, there's your name. It's because, it's because the songs you're looking for are just on the rapper's page. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That's also another reason why I did that producer album. I was like, you know what? It's my turn. It's my turn to put out an album with all with all you guys. And then, how did, how did they react I mean? to? Because I mean, that's it's a big project. Like you've got yeah, a lot well, of features, so many artists. Everyone on that album was 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 supportive. Like, um, they all those guys were telling me like you got to do your own producer album one uh, one day, and they were all supportive about it. Like like uh, almost everyone on it shared it. And, you know, they supported this, the single that they were on when it came out. So I was, I was more than happy with, with that album. Um, and all the support, cause like, cause like I didn't, you know, I didn't ask anyone to help me promote it or anything. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like not one of those, I'm not that like kind of guy that's like, you know, pushy and be like, can you share it? Can you share it? I don't, uh, I don't act like that. So to see all those guys get behind the project and promote it and stuff. Like it meant a lot. It must be good to know that you've built up enough like credibility, goodwill. And obviously they're happy with the project. Yeah, that was definitely, I, I even got comments from fans being like, man, how did you get this many of my favorite artists on one album? Because I think I had 38 rappers on the album. Um, and like, it, it was pretty much like the favorite. It was pretty much like everyone I've worked with in my career. I, I wanted like, I wanted all those guys on my album and all of them came through, man. And it was like, the fans were just like so shocked when I dropped like the track listing because it was like every, it was like my core fan base, all their favorite artists. So it was, uh, it was really cool. And that's the cool thing about a producer too. Cause like I don't rap so I can have, all those guys on my album, you know what I mean? Because you're not going to get a Benny Paz album that features 38 other rappers. You know what I mean? Cause he's a rapper. So, you know, so like the cool thing about my album was like, I don't rap. So every song had to be two or three rappers on it. So that's what was cool about it. Yeah. Isn't it funny? I actually get disappointed when I see a rapper's album and they have too many features. It's like, right, right. Yeah. Why did I come here? Why I know. <laughs> am I ever listening to this? I'm not, you're not, you're barely here. Like if there's an, I've seen albums where like an artist has a feature on every song and it's like, did you not have enough bars to like carry yeah. or like, did you I need know. someone else? And it's like, so I definitely get that. Yeah. 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 I, I've said the same, I've said the same thing one time when, when I've heard an album and it's like every song had a feature, you know what I mean? It's just like, I I want to listen to this album because I like your verses. Like I don't want to listen to eighteen other guys. <laughs> and if you're gonna have so many features, just make a group. Like at right, least right. sell it like yeah. a group. Like that's yeah. what all the groups did so well. Is like, hey, mm-hmm. we know together we're better. So right, we're just gonna right. be the group. But it, yeah, yeah. I I always find it weird. 
Uh, but I, I'm not going to lie, I still have a soft spot for like the ciphers that they throw in. Just oh, one yeah. track yeah, yeah, where yeah. just everyone goes ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of my favorite ciphers was the, uh, what was it, like the Shady BET a cipher or something? Yeah, yeah. With like Yellow Wolf and Slaughterhouse. That was one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I, they caught a lot. Of, was that the one with without the beats? No, no, no. There was a beat. There was a beat. Okay, that was the other one. Yeah, because that one, the one that they did with like the beats was awesome. But then I know they did the freestyles with with like the acapella ones. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm sure you. I'm sure you can guess this. As a producer, I hate the acapella ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so do I. I think there's there's something missing. It just honestly just showed how much the beat works. Like the yep. pockets yep. that they subconsciously find of the yeah. rhythmic elements of it is not right. the same when it's not there. Cause then it's just all, what can you come up with? And I, and we've all heard amazing rappers come up with some amazing things like a cappella, but like yeah. a fire yeah, yeah, beat yeah. always adds. Yeah. 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 That's why I liked that um, BET's, um, shady cipher because um it was all those guys on the same beat so you could see like so you could see like the different flows that they all had and they were all standing next to each other which is yeah yeah like, yeah that's right, what was cool you're too. up yeah 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 i love that when you're getting in touch with like an artist for the first time like do you share like samples do you share anything what's your like go-to strategy i mean these days you're you've obviously got a a great name so i'm sure you don't have to do too much but like when you were starting out when you were still hustling what was the process to get to work with the artists that you ended up working with so the process was always like you would ask them for their email i would i would uh and then i would send I would send like between five to 10 beats. And, um, you know, the guys that really connected with them would like hit you back, you know, pretty, you know, pretty quickly. Like I remember when I connected with um, Vinny Paz back in 2009 or whatever it was, he, uh, I sent him like five beats at first and two of them ended up going on his album. It was like within the first beats that I sent him, they were on his album Season of the Assassin, which was his first solo album. So, um, and then like now, like fast forward now, like back then there was no Instagram. There was no, uh, you know, Facebook was like kind of a thing, but it wasn't for like artists. It was like for like college kids or whatever. Yeah. And then uh, it was it was MySpace. Like that's how I connected with with people. So like you would just talk to them on MySpace and then and then and then uh, ask for their email. And then now, uh, like nowadays, like if I hear a new artist that I want to work with, you, you just send them an Instagram DM and be like, what's your email? I'll send beats. And then they'll just be like, if you ever need a verse, let me know. I'll, I'll give you a verse. So it's like it's way easier now to just connect with people. And then also now with like Instagram, like, you know how I post those beat videos? Yeah where I'm like playing the beat. Now it's like artists just DM me being like, yo, how much for that beat? Can I get that beat? <laughs> so it's just like, it's so, 
I don't want to say it's easy because you still have to put in the work and the, and like trust me, there's a lot of producers out there who who post their beats and you know nobody hears it. But uh, you know it's much easier now to to connect with with uh, rappers now. But it's yeah, like the process is always like the hardest thing is to get someone's email. Like, and I remember when I first started out, like you couldn't just DM you know Eminem and be like, "What's your email?" Because like you know, I mean, I mean, you still can't do it now because he probably has get so many DMs and wouldn't get in touch with them. But, but like, like nowadays, like you can just, you know, go to someone's Instagram or like tag them in your posts and stuff, you know, so, so it's easier to get beats out, but like, you know, you got to have good beats too. <laughs> like you can't just make beats and then just expect someone to rap on them. But uh, yeah, the process has always been getting their email, which is the hardest part and the most important part. And then just send in like advice for like up and coming producers. Like what I would do is start off sending like four or five, because if you send like 20 or 50 beats in the first email, the artist is not even going to listen. So like four or five beats. And then the rapper should get a idea of if they want to work with you off of those first initial beats. So that's, that's pretty much the process. Well, I agree with you when it comes to not selling 20 beats because it's like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. it's too much. Like, it's so weird. You think that more choice will give them, but they're just, it becomes overwhelming. You're like, yeah. And, and trust me, I used to be that guy. I used to send 20, 30 beats and like never hear back. And I'm just like, oh man, I wonder, you know, like, and it, and it would hurt your, uh, you know, you'd get discouraged. But in reality, 99.9% of the time, the artist probably never even listened to them because they saw the email and was like, I'm not dealing with this because <laughs> it's, it's too many beats. You're not hard enough on yourself to be like, let me choose the best ones or let me choose right. the ones that work, could work for this artist. Like that's also the yeah. test. If you just send all your beats, it's like, well, you didn't put any effort into this no. and curating no. and choosing a couple so it's like part of that as well. Like if I got like 50 beats, I'd be like, I have the, like, what am I going to do? Listen to the 50 beats and like spend time to maybe find one good one. That's your yeah, job. Like if you reach out to me, that's your job. Um, yeah. So it is, it is interesting though, in the parallels of like, you and I have a very similar process in the sense that like these days, especially with Instagram, it's like, you know, DM and then, yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. But the the hard I mean, part, yeah, yeah, no, please. I mean, just off of this podcast, like that's how we got in touch with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, it's cool to, to like one thing, social media, like, like, yeah, it's supposed to be bad for everyone's mental health and stuff. And, it, and I mean, it probably is, but um, it's also cool for like, you know, like we wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for social media. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have like, you know, 80% of my, my supporters, if not for, you know, Instagram and all that stuff. Cause how would people even know? Um, because like we said, people don't look at the credits anymore. So if there were, so if we were in a world right now, like, like back in the nineties where it was just, you know, a rappers released albums, like I would only get recognition from the fans that bought the CD, opened it up and like looked at, you know, who produced it. So social media helps a producer like, you know, like greatly for, 
you know, all the fans to see me on, on Instagram and Facebook and always posting beats. Like, and like, sometimes I'll always, I'd say like once a week I post on Facebook and Instagram, like here's a song I produced in, you know, 2015 for, you know, Ari the Rugged Man or something. Like I always throw that in like once a week. Cause, cause like I said, at the beginning of this, there's always fans who are like, I didn't know you made that beat. So, you know, I mean, social media is great for that stuff. That's pretty cool to be able to be like, yeah, you know, you may not know this, but I did this like you yeah. know, eight years ago. Yeah. And it, yeah, right, right. That, yeah right. it's a great strategy, but I agree with the social media is like, we're literally across the world from each other. Like literally right, right. in completely That's different I mean. time zones and you're right. We wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for social media. I mean, I'm sure no. we could. I'm sure, like, you know, I'd send a letter and then you'd send a letter eventually and then the post <laughs> yeah, person yeah, would lose yeah. it. And then we'd be like, yeah. Hold, uh, hello, and we'd have to exchange letters for, like, three years. But definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely the it made it a lot easier and, and for sure. I think when people ask me, like, how do I get guests? How do I get people on the show? It's a bit different now because, you know, I've got had – a body of work like once you have a body of work it's like it's really easy i can send a dm but then you can go and look at the list like i've got a list of artists that i've worked with and i've I've spoken to so but at the beginning it's like you just shoot your shot if they respond they respond if they don't they don't and yeah sometimes they respond and they talk shit for for a bit and then nothing ever happens and then they're like yeah 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 and then you start getting into like hey calendars and then nothing happens yeah. and then i've had people no show like literally they accept oh, really? they don't rock up but it's going to happen like that's the part of it that people don't talk about is like obviously not every person you speak to is going to act 100 percent the best all the time and yeah, you don't know what right. they're going through. You don't know who's managing their IGs and stuff like that. Like you spoke yeah. about Eminem. What are the odds he actually manages his own Instagram? Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> 50 Cent yeah. definitely does. Oh, you can yeah. tell. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Eminem, I would be shocked. No way. A lot of those people don't. Because you can tell Eminem's Instagram is strictly like, when an album comes out, he'll post it. Or like when there's a new merch item, he'll post it. 50 cents on there every day. It's like Snoop Dogg's on there every day posting memes. <laughs> you know, like like you know that those guys run their Instagrams. And like 50 Cent talks trash about everyone. So you know it's like his. Which I absolutely <laughs> love so oh, much. He's the best, man. He's the best. I... He's, he's, one, he's one of my favorite rappers of all time and... I mean, his his first album is one of it's in my top five at least. I agree. It was the first hip hop yeah. album I ever listened to. It was like Richard I Try. Yeah. The Gateway. Oh, it wow. opened up my whole world. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolute yeah. banger. I, I remember that came out in two thousand three. And yeah. I was in high school and I'm not exaggerating. Every single kid had that album. Like, even if you didn't listen to rap, like, you had that album. It was crazy. I wonder what it was about it that... I don't know, because I've even seen... I've even seen Eminem and, like, Dre and all those guys who were involved in that album. They said that the rollout for that album was, like, nothing else they've ever seen. 
and 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 to be honest, I can't remember a time that I've been into hip hop where I've witnessed like an artist blow up that fast. Like when 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 in the club first came out, like 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 I said, I was hearing it everywhere, and I would like like you know like um, even when I went to like my friend's house, like back then it was like it was it was on everyone's you know like radio. That was just like insane how 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 much that album blew up. Because I think he sold a record. I think his highest selling album in one week. I think Solo so. Project. Yeah. 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 And like, and it's, and, and like, you're not just talking hip hop. That's like every genre. Yeah. It like the fact that he sold more than like Michael Jackson and like Madonna and the Beatles is like insane. <laughs> I wonder if it's the, the, the knowledge that it's Dre produced Eminem Possibly. backed, like it's got the names of success. Like I wonder about that. Um, I wonder how it would have done if he was just released if if he released that as just fifty cent and like you didn't know that 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 Dre and Eminem did it, you know? Yeah, but also social media w- wasn't around back then, so it's not like he went quote unquote viral, right? Which is also weird. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you know what I mean. Not only did it drop, but every single person was like, "I have to listen." to this and it is absolute fire which it is but like i don't even know what they would have done at that generation to generate that much heat other than you know was it like early review i don't even know like what what would you do would you do early releases for like certain people get some buzz going like yeah i'm trying to think back now and i can't even I'm trying to remember, like, yeah, how did everyone in my high school have that album? Like, how <laughs> how did everybody know? It's just, I'm trying to think back, and it's like, I guess, it, like, that's when, like, uh, do you remember TRL? No. Oh, uh, it was a huge MTV video show here. And I think, like, that was huge at the time, and I think that that's probably why that stuff was so big. And then I think, like, MTV was still pretty big, like, when that came out. Well, I expect... Specifically when Eminem came out, MTV was still big. But uh, I think just like radio play, like like I can't really think of anything else like of like why everyone, I think in the club, like the first single, I think that was just on every radio station. Like anytime you turn to it, it was on. Yeah, I wonder if it got a lot of club play early. Oh, yeah, possibly. Also by the name, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if they did early releases to certain DJs, certain areas, like just yeah. let's get this name out there. 50 Cent is one of those people who's like ahead of the game when it comes to marketing and selling and promotion. I'd, I'd yeah. love to talk to him about it. And like, so 50, if you want to respond to us questioning how it, <laughs> how, how it happened, let us know. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it is interesting thinking back to that time because that's Definitely. only 20 years ago. That's also yeah. 20 years ago. And then I, I think about people like, you know, Tupac, Biggie, Lauren Hill. Like, how did they get those names out? And how did they yeah. sell as many as they did? I know. Uh, but maybe it is the radio. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is radio. I play. think it's also, I think it's also because back then it was like they were all over the TV and stuff. Like, they were all over TV and radio. So it's like, and they were always in the news, specifically. Specifically Tupac, right? He was always in the news with something he was doing. So 
it's like I, I it must have been radio play like I can't even really remember to be honest I just know that everybody in high school had the 50 cent album like everyone when I was 12 years old had the Slim Shady LP it, it was just like crazy like and like nowadays it's like you don't know if an album drops unless you follow them on Instagram it's insane yeah or Spotify's like hey guess what you know an artist that you've been yeah. listening to they dropped an album yeah, yeah yeah right right and then you're like so oh, yeah but you would th- you would think that it's easier or that an album would get much bigger now because of the internet but it's funny like Eminem and all those guys sold sold way more albums back then than they do now like he still sells a lot when he drops an album but you'd think that with with social media and all that stuff like he's he's putting the album out in front of way more people now and the album sales were way better back then that's because all you had was the physical copy so it's like that also could have been why you know things you know blew up for like a 50 cent because like one guy had a cd and then you went to the store to buy it you know what i mean so it's like i don't know man you think that they'd be selling more now because of social media but it's like I don't know. That was a great time, though. I'll tell you, the I early two thousand. I think there's more competition the now. Though. There's more competition. Yeah, yeah that's true. And like I've said this, I've said this before. It seems like every fan either raps or makes beats. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it's so easy now to do it. Yeah, like I the know. barrier to entry is real low. Like I was thinking about right. it the other day of like which industries have still have high barriers. So I'd say like the movie industry still has an enormous barrier to entry. Like you can't just make a movie. Number one, it's fucking so exhausting to get everything. Editing is an absolute nightmare. So making a movie is a shit show. It costs way too much money to get any good actors. You have to pay money to release it. You need distribution, all this stuff. So movies have this massive barrier to entry, but making beats, making music, you can yeah. get SoundCloud. You can easily do distribution independently yep. with not because that much money. It's pretty much free too. You can like you can record a song off your phone, laptop, and then to upload to Spotify, you just need like one of those distribution websites like uh, DistroKid or TuneCore, and it's like I think it's like sixty bucks a year or something. So like you can have a whole album out on Spotify, and it w- and it would cost you probably a hundred bucks or something. So it's like, you know, it's crazy like that. And then um, another thing I was going to say is like, but I feel like how you were talking about the barriers to get into like the movie industry. I feel like there's still that barrier in other genres of music, but hip hop for some reason is not like that. Specifically underground hip hop. I feel like there's just like every, like, like a meeting a fan nowadays that doesn't rap or make beats is like, is like a, is like refreshing (laughs) Uh, you know what i mean like there's so many like like when i go to shows when i go to shows there's so many fans where i'll meet them and they'll just be like oh man i've been a fan of your beats for years and then they'll just hand me a cd they'll be like i rap too (laughs) which is fine like i get it like it's 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 easy nowadays to do that but i feel like is it like that in country music is it like that in rock and roll like i feel like there isn't uh you know a million a million country singers on Instagram right now. I mean, it's like everyone makes beats now. It's it's crazy. Let's be honest, though. 
hip hop is sexy. Country <laughs> yeah, music that's is not. True. That's like, true. You know, Everyone, yeah, I know. Everyone wants to be that hip hop star. That's because uh, they're cool, man. That's what it is. Yeah. Hip hop is just cool. It's got the feeling, you know, when you think of country, you think of like, you know, I personally, I'm like, man, Alabama. Like, I'm thinking like just, yeah, yeah. you know, line dancing and shit. And I'm like, I'd rather, <laughs> much rather be in the club. I'd much rather like popping bottles. Like, yeah, it's just yeah, got, yeah. and hip hop is in all the best places of life. It's in sport, right. it's in fashion, it's in, like, if country music infiltrated the fashion and infiltrated sport, that would be the most popular. Everyone would be doing, but it's yeah, not as right. cool. It just doesn't have the yeah. same feeling, so definitely yeah. part of it, but it's like... I guess that's true, because also hip-hop goes, like, hand-in-hand hand with, like, the NBA and, like, you know, like, professional sports like that. You If you go to those games, like, if you go to, you know, a Lakers game the whole game they're playing a hip hop song. So yeah, you're right. It, yeah, you're right. Like you're not sitting at a, at a, you know, like, like you're not going to be sitting at a basketball game and they start playing like, you know, country music. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, because everyone's like, this is not the vibe. Yeah, like you want no, intensity. Right. You want feeling you like, that's what you get in hip hop. You get the, yeah. like the, it just, makes it can make your blood rush and that's yeah. that's what you want i mean that's that's why everyone listens to hip-hop as like hype songs like you see yeah. when the ufc fighters come out they're all like hip-hop tracks oh yeah right right yeah like i said like i said hip-hop goes hand in hand with like ufc the nba the nfl it's just like that's just the music that all those guys listen to too so you know i mean hip hop's definitely and i think the reason why so many people do it is it goes hand in hand with underground culture. The yeah. culture of hip hop has always been built off underground artists of like right. how you start locally, you build your name, you get like, it's rare for artists to just blow up. Right. You, you have right. to yeah. show some skill set and also have years of just doing some dog shit bars so that you eventually learn and some shit beats so that you eventually learn how to do well yeah yeah definitely that makes sense and also uh like you said hip-hop is like you know the underground like you know graffiti you know sneakers all that stuff so it's like you know when you think of you know like another genre of music you're not thinking about any of that stuff so I think maybe is there rock. even an underground of country music? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe rock. Maybe like yeah. punk rock yeah. is probably the closest. Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, grunge or whatever. Or I don't know if that was just the 90s, but yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I mean, I know absolutely nothing about rock music. So no, we just entered territory where you and I were both like rock and country. We can only yeah. speculate. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I used to listen to a lot of rock in the in in the nineties, like you know um, that type of like alternative rock. But I don't I don't listen to rock now. Well, you found a better genre. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, and if anyone but, gets mad, it's the hip hop hustle. Fuck me, like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What did you? But expect? what we were talking about. But one thing that 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 I will mention is now I feel like country and hip hop are kind of like joining uh, forces. There are yeah. country, there is a genre now called country hip hop. Yeah, because 
interesting. I that's true because I've had artists mention that the genre probably closest to hip hop is country. Yeah, the sound is yeah. completely different, but lyrically and storytelling wise, there are similarities, and that you can see right some really good storytelling in country tracks. They've got those elements of like you know fighting and 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 all that kind of stuff. So that that was interesting to me that they're almost joining to become i feel like it's an interesting time in music it definitely is because i and i also feel like like i also feel like how you said like hip-hop is like just like the coolest genre it's like i feel like those the i feel like country artists like want to rap you know like they think hip-hop's so cool that they want to rap now yeah because why wouldn't you yeah Yeah. Like you look at Drake and you're like, man, that shit looks cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, like, I know. And and then you listen to bar, like Vinnie Paz and the bars he spits and you listen to like, it just has this feeling. And when, I mean, growing up, it was different. No one in my school listened to hip hop. I was the only one. It was like, you know, oh, in, really? in Australia, like hip hop is almost a new thing. I mean, I think it's been around for like, 10 plus years the the internet really changed the way it is and obviously with nba getting bigger and and overseas sports getting bigger especially american sports that the hip-hop element came through as well but when i was in school no one listened to hip-hop i had like three friends that listened to hip-hop, and everybody else was like turn that shit off like they, (laughs) they were like and it was just crazy like and this is in the 2000s. It's not like I went to school in, in the 80s. Like, yeah, I, right. I was in high I graduated high school when I was in 2011. So that was like okay. from 2005 to like 2007. Oh, sorry, to 2011. No one listened to hip hop in my school. Wow. And That's I was crazy. Like, That's yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. That's interesting because, like I said, everyone in my high school had, had the 50 cent album. You know I what I mean? Wish that I, I wish I had that. Like, I yeah. wish everyone was playing it. it. It would be so good. I remember when I went to the States for the first time, I went to Hawaii and they had the hip hop playing in like department stores. And I was like, this is the best. This never happens in <laughs> Australia. Like, this is where I want to live. Like, this yeah, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you said nobody in your high school listened to it. What, did, what were they listening to? To be honest, I've like indie bands and like oh okay rock. like yeah. i don't really know i zoned i zoned yeah. out man it all blended into the same shit and yeah. i'm a stubborn person so as soon as they were like against it it made me push further into it and right. it just made me like 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 it more but like i the only thing i could say is i'd never got a feeling from their songs for the songs they listened to i don't know why yeah. It just never hit me. I never, it never made me want to dance and groove and just like feel it. And hip hop always makes me just feel it. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I mean, like I say, other than other than like '90s alternative rock, it's always just been hip hop for me. Like that's the only thing I would listen to. It was the only thing I really got into, and like the only thing that made me. I'll say it like this, like hip hop was the only thing that made me want to, to learn more about it. Like, like when I first started listening to it, I instantly wanted to know who, who was making the music. Like, you know, 
when I first started listening to it in like the mid to late nineties. And, you know, I'd listen to like, you know, Jay-Z or Eminem. And I was like, man, I want to know who made that stuff in the background. <laughs> you know, like I never listened to, you know, rock music. And I was like, who's playing the guitar? I never, I never said that. Like, I always wanted to know who made the beats in, in hip hop. And I think that's also what, what, what started my obsession with like being a producer. Cause it's like, I had no musical, I wasn't, um, I wasn't into music as a kid. Like I hated music class in my school. Like I, I didn't want to go to music class. I didn't, I didn't care about music. And then it was just like one day when my friend showed me, it was actually my friend showed me Jedi mind tricks and like, 99 or something or maybe or maybe even 2000 and i was like yo what is this i started listening to it and and i and then that's when i started learning like i actually i actually want to do that i want to make that 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 beat you know what i mean so it was it was kind of just like like hip-hop was the one genre that made me actually want to like you know make music it's interesting that you answered the question that I literally was about to ask you. I was going to ask you, what was the like moment? Like, was there a pivotal moment? And it's like, yeah, it's, it's really weird because as you said, you didn't like music in class, like in school. No, I I hated music class in school. There's something about being forced to learn music theory about just generic music that's not fun yeah because like in school like you'd sing like christmas songs they would teach you like christmas songs <laughs> and I was which like, i get I was like, I because wanna... they can't they can't be like uh you know they can't be p-i-m-p and be like all right all right kids <laughs> let me teach you about like this gangster all right we're gonna do suicidal thoughts by biggie today um <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so i get yeah. that they just, but also they get these crusty old teachers who like, yeah. men, and they don't give a shit. Let's be honest. They're like in their sixties and seventies. The music they listen to is long gone. And it's just like, yeah. 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 But to, to go back to what your next question was going to be, you said it was going to be like, what was the moment that like made me want to be a producer? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. So it was like, it was like halfway through high school. So like, I was in high school from 2001 to 2005 and that's when like it was the 50 cent era the you know g unit eminem all that stuff um you know jedi mind tricks were like really a huge name in the underground hip-hop and uh my friend showed me a jedi mind tricks album and i started listening to it and i was just like i was like this is like nothing i've ever heard because even though it was hip-hop it was different than Eminem 50 cent. Like it was just different. And then I was like, yo, this is the stuff that I, I, and then like, and then fast forward to when I was in college, um, all my roommates knew what they wanted to do. Like they, they wanted to be an accountant. They wanted to be a, you know, a cop, a teacher. And I was just sitting there being like, I don't want to be any of those things. So I was just in college and my, and at the time I had, I had a laptop with a um, FL studio, which is what I make beats on uh, Fruity Loops for those who don't know what FL studio means. But, um, and I was just like, I just started messing around with that. Like I would listen to a Jedi Mind Trick song or a Gangstar song 
or a mob deep song, like, like an alchemist beat. And then I, and then I'd go to my FL studio and I'd start making beats. And then it was like, it was like that moment where like, and I think I said this earlier, I just became obsessed with it. Like, I think if you want to like, you know, everyone's like, uh, you know, you can, you can be whatever you want to be, but you have to be like, you have to be like, that's true to an extent, but it's like, you have to be dedicated. And I truly believe you have to be obsessed with something. And like, I was like, I used to get like sick to my stomach if a day went where I didn't make a beat. I would, so, so you have to be like, like how people are addicted to drugs. Like you have to be addicted to, to what you want to do. And it's like, I, I was just obsessed with making beats. Like at the end of high school and the beginning of college, that's all I would do. When all my friends went out to, to college parties, I would go home on the weekends and make beats. So it's like you have yeah. to have that de- you have to have that dedication. It's like I I lost my entire college, you know, life. Like all my friends went to parties. I didn't go to any of them. I just I just went home and made beats. And I also believe that if I didn't have those years, and this was before I met Paz or any of those guys, I I truly believe if I didn't have those years where I just worked on beats and like nobody heard them then I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Isn't it funny though? Because it's like at that time, I'm sure part of you was like, will this work out? Like, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. is it worth yeah, of it? Course. And like, yeah. and now you get to look back and you get to be like, yeah, it was. Cause I had the <laughs> dream. I had the vision and it's like, mm-hmm. and I think what you said was so important is like, it has to be purposeful. You can't just mm-hmm. like be like, I'm not going to the party because I'm hustling. And then you do whatever the fuck you do for three hours. Yeah. But it's like purposeful. It's like learning. It's like I am dedicated to making this better. And it's like know what you want to be and go get it, but right. take accountability for it. And I think being accountable for it is definitely something people forget. It's like, hi, I want to do this. But then they do nothing about it. And also, I feel like when you meet the like the younger generation today, it's like they want results so fast. Like I know people that have have been like, I want to get into making beats. They'll post like two on Instagram and then just quit because nobody because nobody saw it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I was making beats for you know four or five years before anyone even heard it, and that was two or three beats a day. So like think about it, thousands of beats before. I even produced one song for anybody. And and that was before social media. So it's just like, I don't want to be that like grumpy, you know, bitter older <laughs> producer who tells all the younger kids like, you know, you got to work harder or, or like anything like that. But uh, I'm just saying like, you can't just like give up after like, you can't even give up after a year. Like it takes more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... Everyone says it. Every single person I've yeah. ever spoken to is like yeah. dedication, consistency, yeah. and time. Yeah. And, the, and like I said, you got to be obsessed with it. Like, yeah. it's got to be something that you're just like, almost like a drug. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I agree. I mean, yeah. you know, I've only been doing this for like two and a half years, but like, I've also only been doing this for two and a half years. So it's yeah, like, right. so it's like we're not even at that 
realm yet where like I can be even close to bitter because I haven't given it the the time yet of right, like right. of just keep yeah. going of just like keep hustling and so it's it is definitely one of those things where you just can't quit if if it's what you want like you yeah. just and everyone wants to quit at some point like everyone feels yeah, like yeah of course it sucks of course there, there were times after I got out of college where I was like man like do I get a job or you know do I just cuz all my friends were you know graduating and getting jobs and you know setting it up so they can buy a house and have a family and all that stuff and I'm just I'm just sitting there making beats for nobody at the time and I'm just like I'm just like man what do I do but then there's also there was also like the other side of me that was like I don't have a plan B so plan E so I mean plan A has to work yeah well and and also it's never too late like I started I've got a full-time job as well so yeah. like we started yeah. recording at 6 a.m for me so it's like that's what I'm willing oh, wow. to do but it's you know I don't say it because I want the credibility I say it because it's like that's what I'm willing to do. It's like if I have to just get up early and I get to interview rappers and artists and musicians that I really want to talk to, that's not bad for me. Like no, that's not, not difficult. That's not a difficult trade. So like right. that to me is my mindset that like, all right, it's a 6 a.m. recording. Yeah. I'd rather do that because what else am I going to Otherwise, I'll literally be sleeping. And so I can right. just get up earlier or like yeah. I just have to go to bed earlier. Like what am I going to do last night? What was I going to do? Just hang around, like just watch a TV show for an extra hour. Like those yeah. are the trade-offs. It's actually not a difficult trade-off when I think no. about it. But no, it's like. It's not. And like you said, you got to make sacrifices for what you want. You know, like do you know how many, like there's a ton of podcasts that that hit me up weekly to be on their podcast, but I'm on but I'm on yours. So you're like, you're definitely doing something right. Like even, even with the, you know, um, the communication we've had on Instagram, it was like, it was like, there was just something about the way you approached me and everything. I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do the podcast. You know, like there's, there's, uh, there's so many other podcasts that email me and I don't even reply because it's just like the way they go about it. Their whole email is like misspelling. (laughs) It's just like, it's crazy. I've had people message me saying, Hey, let's do a podcast. It's like, okay, that's not how you approach people. Like, no, no. Like, that's yeah. not, like, mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I've got my own, like, strategy. And, you know, I come from corporate world anyway. Like, my professional career is sales and I manage salespeople and, and talking to people okay. and respect. And, and so that definitely helps me of, like, I know that if I don't respond for two weeks, it's going to be shit house. But also respect and working together and like at the end of the day I want you to come on the show wanting to come on the show not begrudgingly coming on the show and then coming on you're like oh this sucks like that's the worst yeah. that's, that's my biggest fear is when you go yeah. that was the worst yeah 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 well you know it's all about how you conduct yourself or how you approach people like you said like like I get I get I get DMs from like up and coming rappers that I don't know that I'll just say the DM is just send beats. No, nah, that's not how it works. <laughs> like, no, hello. No. Yeah. No. Like it's no. so easy to be like, hey mate, how you going? Big fan. 
Like yeah. I like it, it's, it's so literally easy. the the tiniest details of just saying, "Hey, I've been following your work. Like, hey, I really support what you do. You know, I like yeah. that you've worked with X, Y, Z. Like, you can say, and it just makes all the difference as opposed to send beats. Like you said, you you woke up at six a.m. to do this because you 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 know you care about this and you really want to you know keep doing this. It's like. If you're serious about your career, don't don't you know email an established producer and just be like send beats. That's you know like you said you have to be like hey man I've been a fan of you for years. These are the songs that I've done so far. I want I really want to you know work with you. How much do you charge or something like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like what's but the best way say- to go about it? Like what's your preference? Like mm-hmm. and and then if they say no. You have to take it on the chin and be like, I'm not ready yet. You just come right. back and you ask again, you're like, hey, mate, checking back in, still a big fan. You know, I've been working on X, Y, Z. Like you can actually gain a lot of respect by the way you handle rejection. And I've said no to artists to come in on the show because they're just like still beginning and mm-hmm. some of them get annoyed. And it's like, well, you know, I don't owe you anything. And at the same time, Part of it is like I want to see you over a period of time show success and show potential. So I always say to them like no is not no, it's just not at the moment. There's right, always potential right, right. for you to come on the show. But it's like yeah. I need to see a bit more from you. And so yeah, some of them exactly. are just like take it like it's an insult. And it's like. Yeah, yeah. And I also think that's another thing with the new generation. It's like they don't know how to take criticism. You know, I've had so many, I've had so many like young, uh, young artists, like get mad at me because I didn't reply to their DM or something. It's just like, <laughs> it's like, you know, how many, like when I started out or not when I started out, but like when, when, when I've like, I've messaged artists that I want to work with and they didn't even see my DM. I'm not going to, you know, cry over it. You know, happens to all of us. It yeah. literally happens to all. And man, you're busy. Like, yeah. Like there's a reason they want to work with you. It's because of all the shit that you're busy doing and you don't exactly have time to respond to every message that you see. So it's yeah, also yeah, like yeah. perspective. I think um, I think uh, uh, Jelly Roll tweeted this like a couple of weeks ago. He said something like, just because I didn't reply to your text doesn't automatically mean I'm an asshole. I'm just busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was true. Like, you know, like, I'm sure people, you know, like there's people who, um, you know, text me or whatever, but like, I'm not on that scale of like, I have thousands of text messages. You know what I mean? Like I've seen, I've seen Merck's phone and he has like a thousand unread text messages. (laughs) That is guaranteed. That makes me anxious thinking about it. I have to clear my emails and shit. I'm one of those people. I'm like, I have to, if I have these notes, I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll just never I'm the same it. way. Like I have to have like all my, I, I have to have like all my unopened emails, like open. I have to, <laughs> you know, I can't just have like a thousand DMs that I didn't open yet. Can I ask you, you said that like, you know, you were listening to, um, oh, you literally said it, Jedi Mind Tricks. You were listening to yeah. Jedi Mind Tricks. You were like, this is what I want to do. Fast yeah. forward to the moment where you're meeting the artists from Jedi Mind Tricks. 
What was yeah. that like? Like, I think it's extremely rare for people ever in life to meet the people that inspired them to take the steps to the journey that they were going to take. And for you to not only meet them and work with them, but what was that like initial meeting? What was that initial feeling like? So I think I first met, I first met uh, Vinny Paz in Rhode Island in like 2010, maybe. It was so I was already sending him beats at the time because we met on, um, on on MySpace, like just, you know, and I started sending him beats and it was like really nerve wracking. I remember driving to that show because I didn't I, I was just like, you know, I was I've been listening to him for years with my friends. And now it's like I work with the guy. So it's like really it was like really nerve wracking and exciting. And I remember being super quiet. Like, you know, it's not like this now when we hang out. But I remember being really quiet because I didn't know what to say. and I didn't want to like look like an idiot. <laughs> um, but then he was like he's always just been like so, you know, he he like welcomed me in, you know, as like a little brother. He always calls me his little brother. And it was just like, you know, because sometimes you're like, you know, like the saying when you meet your heroes and they're like assholes. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, n- like, like never meet your favorite artist because they end up being dicks or something. He was never like that uh, to me. So that's what made it so much like better of like, I've supported him as an artist for years. And then he, he put me on and then he was also just like, you know, he was so caring and, and everything with me. Like he would, you know, he would teach me a lot of things when I was coming up and stuff now. So it was just like, it was a really cool feeling. And when I look back on it, like, like you said, it is rare to, you know, be a fan of someone. And then you not only meet them, you work with them. Like it's different. It's different to just meet. Like if I met like Michael Jordan, it's like, okay, that's cool. But I don't, I don't, I'm not going to have a friendship with the guy. But like, you know, listening to to Jedi Mind Tricks, then meeting them, then working with them and now being like good friends with them. It's really, it's really actually, you know, really cool when I sit down and think about it. I agree. I think it's, (laughs) it's, it's more than, it's like, it's like dreams come true. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, as a kid, you're like, man, imagine what it would be like working with these people. Imagine what it would be like being in the same room. Imagine what it would be like just hanging out and talking to them. That happened for you. Like that legitimately happened where you're like, I'm friends with the people that inspired me to make music. Yep. Yep. And it's funny because it was, there was a handful of people that like really inspired me to do it. It was Jedi Mind Tricks. I've met them and I've worked with them. It was Evidence. He was on my album. And then it was DJ Premier and, and Guru, who obviously Guru, you know, rest in peace. But then I haven't met DJ Premier, but he played my album on his radio show. So it was kind of like all these things came together where it's like, man, these guys that I looked up to, like, they know me. So it's like, it's really cool, man. It must give you a lot of like, not confidence, a lot of satisfaction now to be like. Yeah, yeah. Well, both too, both. Like, 
obviously that gave me so much confidence in my beats at the beginning when I was like, when I was like Vinny Paz is using my beats. Cause at the time he only worked with Stu from, from uh, Jedi mind tricks. Like he only had one producer for years. So then I was like, man, he thinks my beats are good. And like at the time, like I was in the last year of college and it was like, nobody used my beats. So I was just like, how is like one of, in my opinion, one of the best rappers, you know, alive, you know, picking my beats. <laughs> so it was like the confidence level that definitely, that is when it also set in where it's just like, yeah, I'm not getting a job. This is what I'm going to do. Well, I'm glad you did. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i actually it's funny you said that a couple of weeks ago i posted on my instagram that it now marks 14 years that i've been you know making beats and uh mad child commented and he was like thank god you did <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree man yeah. like you know I, I wonder how many people have left their talent on the table by oh man yeah. Like it, it makes me really wonder. Imagine what we could have. Like it's musically, like you and I both know and have met people that are more talented than us. I, everyone, I, every artist I ever meet, they're like, "There was this guy that I knew who was better. There was this girl that I knew that was just crisp. She she had it all. She could. She had an ear, like a better ear. She learned it. She picked it up, and then." They ended up doing something else. And it's like, I guess I'm going to take, I'm going to go for it because it's my dream. But at the same time, it's like, I remember that person starting at the same time as me and they just seem to have it. So it's kind of like, it's meant to happen in the sense that you put in the work and so you deserve it. But it's also interesting to be like, I wonder if that person put in the same work that I did where they could end up. 50 Cent had a had a great quote on one of his on uh, um, he was doing a podcast and he said, there's only one thing that separates humans and it's passion. That's what he said. So it got me thinking. I was like, yeah, I mean, I believe that I have talent in making beats, but I also think I'm where I am because I made like three or four beats a day for 14 years. Like, you know, how many how many producers there are who probably have. Well, well, not probably. There's definitely people who have more musical talent than me, but they sat in their parents' house for years and didn't do anything. You know, like they they went to those college parties. They drank. They went to those college parties. They they made, you know, two beats a month or something when I was making 60 beats a month. So it's like, it's true that passion is what separates everyone. Like, obviously, there's people that are more talented than than you. Like, you know, uh, if you look at athletes, you know, like, um, you know, the guy that's faster than everyone, you know, he was born that way. Like he's just faster than you. You, uh, you know what I mean? But especially in like music, it's like, you know, you might be born with the ability to play guitar, but you practicing every single day is going to make you the best. Um, there's even, you know, there's artists that I work with now that are just like, they're so talented, but they don't, you know, they don't record every day or, you know, they'll record like, you know, once a week or something. It's like you could be on top of the world if you recorded every day. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think it's part of like the self-sabotage. Yeah. I think definitely. I think where humans are interesting in that sense that like we see our potential and there's part of us that doesn't want to reach it. 
because we're scared yeah. of like what happens yeah. if I do what like if I don't know for me sometimes it's like will I be happy if I reach it if I'm not what does that say about me and then is that a reality that I want to want to face and it's like be careful what you wished for so I think it's all we're complicated man is what I'm figuring out I think we're also our biggest enemies too like um I think that your biggest enemy sometimes is is yourself you can look because I also think there's people who who get success and like and, and you know like yourself I mean uh um uh, like you said they self-sabotage like it's almost like you don't believe you should have this success you know what I mean I think that it's just like a lot of people achieve success and then they almost feel like they shouldn't have that, you know, like, like maybe it's with their, their childhood or something, their parents were, you know, didn't support them. So then they think when they get older that like, they're not supposed to be happy or something. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's that like, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like I'm going to yeah. get found out. Yeah. Right. Someone who definitely is not going to get found out because everyone's been listening to your music and you got the test of time is the one and only C Lance. But man, I only have one more question for you. It's the only yeah, question go. that I plan on the show. It's the toughest one, I'm going to say. Um, but if you had to recommend one album that everybody should listen to at least once to get an appreciation of, can be any genre of music, cannot be your own music, what would it be? Any genre of music, you said? Yeah, any genre. Oh, man. Um, man, it would probably be Thriller. I think that's that's probably the best album of all time in any genre. And if I do choose hip-hop, I'd say Chronic 01. Can I just say, the amount of people... I never expected for Thriller to be mentioned as much as it is. Like, when I started oh, yeah. the show and I came up with that question, I was like... Oh, I'm going to get so many hip hop recommendations and I do get a few, but I yeah. also get so many non hip hop recommend. It's awesome. Like yeah. I don't even think I really understand how good thriller is because yeah, right. Right. People are just mentioning it time and time again. I mean, I mean, just the, just the thriller video alone at the time of that coming I don't know the exact year that came out. I don't even know if I was born yet. But <laughs> the, the that video alone is was so so just like you know different for the the time that it came out, and we're still talking about it. What forty years later or thirty years later? I don't even know how long it's been. But it's just like that's an album that has been like I feel like every every generation of kid knows that album. Yeah, yeah. Like- they really do. But what do you hear sonically? I'm interested, you know, for someone who makes beats, for someone who produces for a lot of extremely talented artists, what do you hear when you hear that project? So one thing that I've always noticed with that album, I don't know if Quincy Jones produced, I know he produced Thriller, but I don't know if he produced the whole album. But anyways, one thing that I always notice about that album is the beats sound super simple. But then when you actually sit down and listen to him, there's so much going on in the beat. It's like, but then like his, his like vocal range was like insane. And then it's like, you could even look at, you could even listen back at that. And it's like, it's kind of hip hop beats, mm. 
there's there's hip-hop elements in that album a hundred percent like there's there's an 808 there's an 808 snare like on a lot of the songs i mean if you actually listen to it there's there's hip-hop in thriller which is which is actually pretty cool now that if you look back on it <laughs> that's awesome i'm definitely gonna have to go back and and re-appreciate yeah, re- it for sure. Re-listen to it now and like look for the hip-hop elements because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to go for a drive and just put it on and just be like, all right, yeah, I've got yeah, homework yeah. to do. <laughs> um, but, but man, as I said, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Um, the one and only C. Lance, um, as we said, new track came out, uh, Cigarette, Bars of Death as well, obviously yep. Twister and Merc. Uh Undying Flame came out last year. Your list of credits continues to grow. I'm extremely excited to see what you continue to do. Um, and as we said, every one of those beats that you made in the past has gotten you to where you are now and just shows that, like, hey, you can work with your heroes because my man right here did it. Um, but, yeah, make sure you check him out on, obviously, Spotify, IG, You've got your web a website as well with like merch that people can check out. Um, yeah, some music videos on there as well. Um, but man, is there anything else you wanted to plug? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, no, I think you said everything. We got the new song "Cigarette" out now. Bars of Death just dropped, featuring Twista and uh, Mercules. And yeah, my album. Well, I mean, like you said, my album, "The Undying Flame," dropped in June. It's on my Spotify right now. Um, features i mean i'm not even going to go through the feature list we'll be here for another hour <laughs> but it's basically all your favorite inter, uh, independent underground rappers are on it um so yeah go check it out and that's pretty much it man thanks for having me my pleasure thanks for listening to the show please like and subscribe and follow me on instagram at the underscore hip hop hustle for upcoming podcast news Also, don't forget to check out my Patreon under Hip Hop Hustle for exclusive content and to help support the show. Bye for now.